I mean, I don't know exercise science, but. But right. I think it was wrong too. They're all wrong. But, but I will say this. If you, if you use the same measuring stick consistently, then you have something to measure against. Yeah, because what are calories anyway? Right. That's a good point. So don't, so assume the calories are wrong. Hey, this is Amrita and Andrew. We're writers on a podcast journey to find our way through freelance life. If you're thinking about taking the leap off the beaten path in any part of your life, our inexpert advice is don't think twice. So you look like you went on a nice long 100 degree walk. What I'm irritated about is that you look like really nice. Like you look nice. You look like you have like a sheen of exertion, but it looks kind of like it's like highlighter. And it's like when I go out for a walk, have you seen me after I go out for one of these summer walks? Yeah. The other day I told you you look like a dead bug. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He said it looked like I had been hit on a windshield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the secret Mm. because I did it for you and it worked and it always works for me. And that's uh coconut oil oh just it's not a protectant from the sun of course but uh but i slather myself with it um so there's a few measures by which you have surba- surpassed my indianness and this is one of them because when i said you were smashed like a bug then i then i gave you a hair oil mm-hmm. moment moment and you look and great. I was refreshed. Oh, that's all it took. Yeah, yeah. I might need that today. Um, yeah. So you you have taken to the the coconut oil that comes in the blue bottle from the Indian store, which people will know. Will they? Brown people. Will if know. you're not Indian, find yourself an Indian store and find a blue bottle that says coconut oil on it. It's fantastic. <laughs> so I use it after the shower. <laughs> I use it at night. So Andrew has taken I to that. Hair. You have also taken to mango pickle with um, gusto. Yeah. Which is an acquired taste. Yeah. And you have also taken to homemade chapatis with gusto. Mm-hmm. So. And dal. Now make some dal. Yeah. Um, next thing, I'm going to learn how to do some curry and then. And then it's over the for you, bitches. Coconut rice. <laughs> lemon rice. Mm-hmm. I don't know the other rices. And soon you'll be, you'll be an Indian dad going on road trips with your children, feeding them homemade Indian food at rest stops. And in the classic American style, I will start a cooking show about cooking Indian food. And (laughs) And then profit (laughs) off of them. And profit from another culture. Of of an ancient people. (laughs) (laughs) That's the American way. (laughs) I've had a couple of uh, things that's happened to me lately that are um, That you'd like to air? Well, yeah. One was the other day I woke up. um, Riddle me this. I woke up (laughs) with my just my pinky fingers on both hands were asleep my other fingers were awake but both of my pinky fingers were asleep and i can't puzzle out how i could have fallen asleep for that both hands though Mm -hmm. both pinkies no the two pinkies on my one hand no i'm I'm just confused (laughs) like i'm confused about how that could happen me too okay so you were doing something with your pinkies overnight what else uh what else has happened lately yeah um i've noticed this about myself 
um, when I make toast every morning, right? <laughs> You've noticed that about yourself. So I've, uh, so I've noticed that I mm -hmm. make toast. Not only do I make it, but I've noticed it. Uh, but when I take the <laughs> toast out of the toaster oven mm -hmm. and put it on the plate, sometimes it will be that the bottom of the bread is facing me and the top, no, the top of the bread is facing me and the bottom is facing away from me. And I'm going to put peanut butter on the toast every morning. But I have to flip it around so that the top of the bread. Oh, the top of the bread. I was like, top of the bread slice. Side I know. This is picture it. The top of a bread slice. The round is part. The round part is, is farther away from me, facing. Yeah, well, that's just natural, isn't it? Who doesn't but why do would it? it matter? Why would it matter if it because was upside down? Because then it's down? upside down. But it's not. But like, I'm not going to like sit down and write on a piece of paper that's upside down. Well, this is not that at all, though. It isn't. And when you open, when you eat a banana, do you always start from the top? Do I start from the top? Uh, where you peel it from the top? How could I? How could you start from the bottom? If you peeled it completely, can you tell which is the top? No, but also, would you just peel a banana completely? Isn't the whole point is that you have a handle to hold on to? Uh, well, I, I eat my banana on a plate. So mm -hmm. no, I peel it completely. It's which I think is really weird. Anyway, yeah. that, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I'm living a wild life down here. My <laughs> pinkies see, are falling asleep. <laughs> your toast <I'm> is <laughs> right, always right side up. Buttering the toast on the right. Uh, peanut buttering the toast on the right side. Yeah. So, yeah, we're living the wildlife for sure. Um, oh, oh, but I do want to share this last thing yes. before we move on. I'm doing something I've never done before. Oh, wow. Which is what? I've started doing something. I want to share it with you. Uh, it's, uh, I really like it. Okay. I think it might be a permanent thing. Okay. I am now a naked sleeper. <gasps> this is huge. Take it in. This, yeah. yeah, this is. Huge. I mean, not mentally. Don't no, picture I'm it. You don't need to. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've I started doing it about three weeks ago. What prompted this? You were such a vehement anti anti nude sleeper. Yeah, yeah. I could never sleep with a shirt on, but I always slept with underwear on. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what did it. New Orleans did it. Because it's so hot here. It is so hot, and I'm having underwear on all day meant that like the yeah, you gotta let your shit breathe better turn of phrase but yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta let your business breathe yeah yeah because yeah. i would have like almost a, a permanent like waistband indented into the side of my waist yeah where a waistband would be and uh, i can't believe it i can't believe it you've, you've really come over to the dark side yes it took some adjustment because and i i woke up a couple times Perturbed by Pertur your own yeah. nudity? Yeah. You, your own nudity woke you in the night? Well, I woke me at like an emergency, like, oh no, I need to put on clothes. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Like it was a mental thing. It wasn't that you were physically uncomfortable. No, you just wasn't. were like, oh no. my God, I'm naked. Yeah. I can't even imagine feeling yeah. that way. I don't feel that way in the middle of the day. So this is something, something new for me, something I'm fully embracing. But you mentioned the other day that you have not been sleeping naked. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I have um, because I don't know. It feels. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, I've been trying to wear out clothes, and I honestly don't know how people do it. 
I guess I should revert to my my natural way of being because like wearing a shirt while you're asleep is just it's just terrible and like so I, I have this like tank top and then it, like it's all wound up and then like my boob comes out of the the armhole. Well, at that point, what's the point? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. Anyway, I, I'm just shocked that you have you have adopted this way of life. Yeah. Well, you know, I panicked for a little bit when I woke up naked with my two pinkies asleep, you know. I mean, thank God it wasn't my two thumbs, because oh then God. what would happen if I needed to grab something? Oh, my God. I, I just almost, <laughs> I almost had seltzer come out my nose. I mean, I couldn't put on my pants if I didn't have my... If, my, if your thumbs were asleep? Yeah. And you were panicked? I probably you, could. You would just like be my, naked and panicked and just running around, all yeah. flutter, <laughs> flapping your hands to get them to wake back up again. What would I do? I'd probably, in that case, if I couldn't, if I didn't have use of my hands and I was naked, I would probably flop around in my bed enough to... Burrito yourself? Yes. I'd burrito <laughs> myself in the sheets and then rip them from the bed and then hold my arms against my body. <laughs> I can picture just what your face would look like. <laughs> but then I couldn't get out the door because I couldn't, one, I couldn't release my arms from my body and my hands would be asleep. But I wouldn't die naked. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? What's old? Not too much. Um, I have developed a new thing that uh, ha- today that has um, got me hamstrung with my writing, which is that uh, you know we're writing a, a um, I don't know how you pronounce this, but it's a Romana clef. You know, like mm-hmm. when it's like a real life people and um so what has happened is that so far two of the fictional things that we've written have come true to the real life counterparts of they the have. characters so now we wrote it first we wrote it first true. and then they came true so now i fear or i I don't know. I I feel perhaps a little bit convinced that we're witches. <laughs> I think we have a great power and responsibility about what we write. We next. went on a ghost tour the other night, and the t- the guide, who we can talk about in a few minutes. That oh guide, yeah. But she said that because New Orleans is below sea level, again, like hat like asterisk. <laughs> this is not science. <laughs> that it's like very close to the underworld. Oh, is that what she said? I. Yeah, it was hard to listen to her from her yelling at everyone to stay on the sidewalk and, and yelling she at was, other guides to yeah, get away from oh her. Oh my god, she was <laughs> she was having a bad day. That guide was having a bad day. Like from minute one, she was having a bad day. She like counted wrong and then was like looked at our group like like Are you guys with me? Like no, no, no. We we just like this, the count is wrong, and we were like, oh, should we? Should we leave now? <laughs> you know, yeah. so that's what started it out. And she was she was really having she was really going through it. I wonder what kind of day she had that that put her there. But yeah, she yell, was yelling at the other guides. Like she interrupted herself in the middle of like a she was like spinning this like ghostly this yarn vampire story. And then all of a sudden turns turns to the side and is like, "Hey man, we have a fifty foot rule in the city. What are you doing?" <sighs> Like, I've been here. I've been here. Can you see me standing here talking? And that was maybe the third or fourth time she interrupted herself during a story. 
because she was distracted <laughs> by something. And angry. I mean, this is a tour guide who apparently works in the French Quarter consistently, mm-hmm. and yet, which is a very loud place, and yet any loud talking, any loud car seemed to her, throw her off. Threw her off completely. She was derailed. Derailed. Just like we are derailed from, from the story that you started to tell no 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 but but this is this is good so yeah no it was um we learned some tales about creepy things that have happened in new orleans and that new orleans is under sea level and i thought she was saying that it was because you couldn't bury your bodies so there's just bodies everywhere that aren't at rest or something that's she probably said that too yeah, yeah, yeah. Between but it was really funny because she was like clearly else. a pragmatist. She was clearly a pragmatist that didn't believe one bit in any of the shit no. she was saying. Not no, one no. bit. But then also at the same time, it was like it was like she knew where, which side her bread was buttered. So she was also like, yeah, so if you just, you know, if you put your camera on um, like burst mode, that's like, you know, where you're going to. That's that's usually where people find that they catch stuff like on camera. Um but she was clearly like did not believe it one bit. It was like she said it in the most perfunctory way mm-hmm. that like, oh, yeah, like you can catch things on camera. Things are creepy, whatever. But then like but then she like halfway through was like, yeah, in truth, um, you know, the scariest things that you'll see in the city have nothing to do with the supernatural <laughs> and can happen during Talking about the drunk people in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyhow, so yes, we have tapped into some sort of witchly power and are writing um, things into reality. So, so this is uh, this is a hundred percent a a real um, a real concern and not at all a uh, procrastination method or um, you know ridiculous way to get out of writing today. <laughs> oh, I see where we're going. Yeah. Afraid to write because you're afraid. It will happen. Yeah, with great if power comes great responsibility. So we got to do what's right for our characters slash friends. So what you say is you're going to send the, the script that you're working on back to me without anything new. That is what I'm saying. No, ma'am. I know, I know. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I was, I felt unsettled by that, uh, by that fact it was pretty that was pretty fun that something we wrote came true yeah and you dreamed a thing that came true this week and i dreamed a thing that came through through true come through dream <laughs> <laughs> i think we're really connecting with the the spirits and the energies yeah just tapping into something So yeah. you asked me to come today with um, some thoughts on uh, something that annoys me about you. Okay, let's set this up properly. That was not a proper setup. Yeah, set it up. What I asked you the other day was to think of some things, one or two examples. Mm-hmm. And this is, not, this is not a passive-aggressive way to share with someone something that actually bothers you. Um, that would be unhealthy. So this is something, these are a thing or two that you find like either perplexing or mildly annoying to the point where it just, you just laugh at it. Yes. It's, but it's not actually anything that you're not saying any more than that. Right. I'm trying to like right, right, passively right. Yeah, no, I had to understand, change. I had to understand what level we were talking about here because I was like, oh, is this like, 
like are you trying to communicate something that's deeply wrong with me (laughs) (laughs) well you would just tell me you wouldn't be like prepared in (laughs) advance um yeah so i had to understand the right the calibrate the right level so i have two that i've thought of i did share one with you as an example okay and you can tell me how many do you have do you have like five or six no is this gonna be crazy no 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 i only have i only have one okay yeah, well, then we can do one and one. No, because no, no. I would like you to say the other one, the, just the example. But but because truly, like, I'm not trying to like blow smoke up your ass. But like, but like, I'm very rarely annoyed by by anything you do because like when when I really like someone, I'm very like I'm like this like as far as I'm concerned, they can do no wrong. So I get I. It's very 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 rare for me yeah, to get like you're annoyed. Very that way. Yeah, and like and I mean I I'm instantly annoyed by. A stranger like breathing in the wrong way yes. but it's like if someone if yes. it's someone i like i'm like you could do anything and like it's like whatever I'm like, very I'll, easy I'll, I'll, I'll adapt so the example that i used is is a funny one um <laughs> that you i was scandalized by scandalized it by, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a habit of um once you get into telling a story you don't reiterate you use only pronouns or articles pronouns and um i'm so in a way that then becomes confusing so you'll say like jim and todd went to the to the bar and and they were doing this x y and z and he was and then he was doing this thing and then the thing he was doing and then and then he went to the store but oh see, then later, see, and then I'm at so some point <sighs> it's like who is he and who is they oh my god the i thing? like i feel so personally attacked by this because this is a thing that my mother does and this is a thing that I constantly, like, we constantly, like, rib her for doing this. Like, and it's like, oh, my God, it's so confusing to follow this story. I can't follow this story. Oh, it's so annoying. Can you just, like, use your words? Can you slow down? Can you, who did what now? Yeah, like, who's that's she? That's how I feel. Who is she? Who is she? Who is the she? So the idea that I, I am doing this is, like, I'm completely scandalized and personally attacked by this. <laughs> So that is the example, and so I am. Uh, I am interested to hear this one that you've thought up for me. Well, now I'm like worried that it's like too. It's too critical, but it's it, it's it's like not something that I need you to change. But it is something that I think is so funny. Okay. It's um that you, um, you never admit to being excited about something, even when you're visibly Ever. yeah. When even when you're visibly excited about it, you could be like thrumming about it. And, but like, I'll be like, oh, uh, like, oh, isn't this exciting? And you'll be like, well, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say it was exciting, <laughs> but you're like, you're like visibly excited. This has been true of me since this I was This is like the funniest thing to me. Old. It's the funniest thing to me. So like, I, now I just laugh when I, when I'm like, oh, this is great. Isn't this great? And you're like, well, uh-huh. mm, sure. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like a downer about it. No, 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 but no. But I, I. But you don't. You don't. You're, you're not like. Don't be excited. This is nothing to be excited about. That's lame. Like it's not like you're like bringing down the the tempo at all. It's like you're just like so unwilling to like admit to your like oh, to your yeah. enthusiasm oh, yeah. about something. Always. When and I, I was a little kid, my mom had would have, <laughs> a Christmas day. My brother, you know, would wake up thrumming. I mean, it's Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. You know, come into my room, wake me up. We had to wait for the parents to get up that whole classic thing, come down the stairs so they could see us excited. My brother, you know, in <laughs> as any other kid would be in America, 
so excited and I was just as excited, but on my face was just like a, a passive, just like, <laughs> oh, and I would observe all the things in the room. You know, my brother would run to the toy he wanted. I would like observe like, oh, what's, and then I would like make oh my, my way to like examine the article of the fact, oh, you've got me, you know, and, um, catalog everything, take it all in. Fortunately, quietly. my mom and dad like knew me, you know, of course, uh, that was their kid. So it wasn't offensive or anything but more broadly (laughs) if i were to like open a gift in front of other people Mm -hmm. and i'm very bad about getting yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah that's that's a different story even if i'm excited about it Mm -hmm. people are like did he (laughs) did he like you know my cousins are like running around with all their things i'm just like sitting there like (laughs) yeah it's well i guess it's something about the fact that you were like born an old man and you're like (laughs) So I think I think what's going to happen is by the time you are an actual old man, mm-hmm. you're going to be like very very outwardly excited about everything. Well, that's where that's what I'm trying to grow of, to. I think that's kind of a nice. I think that's kind of a nice trajectory. Well, they say that's true of Capricorns; they get younger as they age. Yeah, yeah, younger in demeanor. So, and I hope that is true for me. Yeah. Well, but it's but like I said, it's not like a it's not like a thing to change. It's just really funny because like I always I sometimes get very effusive about things mm-hmm. and then and then I'll like turn to you. <laughs> it's just like boop just blank. blank. <laughs> that's a very, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. So, my example that I haven't shared with you mm-hmm. is so trivial beyond trivial. And it is that you never ever Fully take the plastic wrapping off of any <laughs> container that you open. So you open the yogurt and it has that plastic safety seal and you always peel it halfway off. So um, then when I go to the yogurt, I open it thinking I'm going to open some and I open it to find the floppy halfway off thing. I have something to tell you. You're going to tell me it keeps it fresher. No, this is true and I have no defense. <laughs> No, that's totally true. That's totally true. And I have no, there's no reason for that, for it. Yeah. Actually, actually, there's you no reason You open a hummus container, you open half the plastic. Well, yeah, or like, or like, not even half, like it'll be not like, even half. it'll be like most of it. And then it'll just be like hanging by, by a, a bit. Yes. But for some reason, I, I don't take it the extra <laughs> mile and just like take it off and then throw the thing away. Why do I do that? That's so I don't weird. Know. Also... In the similar vein, because oh, have, I, oh, who's who's been cataloging <laughs> their complaints? No, this is related because you have baby hands. Yeah, yeah. You'll open like a chip bag. Oh, and it's only, only open by like baby, two inches. A child yeah, could yeah. put their hand into it, and it's like just this tiny little corner. Actually, that is that's completely true. Also, and and that is really just a function of having creepy baby hands. I, I mean, my, that my hands are like smaller than any adult. And stuff fresher though, so that doesn't that doesn't perplex me. Yeah, but it's like, but it's like you would have to like snake your hand into the bag. Right, it's as good as not open for me. I have to like finish opening it, but always with the stuff in the refrigerator. Oh my god, that's that's so true. Almost rip this all the way off. That's so true. I totally do that. I don't know why I do that. Wet and dripping, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't know why that is. Also, okay. Don't change who you are. I don't want to see. No, no, no. no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm unbothered by it. This is like, what inconvenience does this cause anybody? I mean, you can still get it. What's inside the thing? So, uh, except you're trying to get something, but then you're trying to sneak your hand in to get a dollop. Mm -hmm. But now, now the plastic's on top of uh your hand. So then you get a wet top of your hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand that. (laughs) Um, I mean, you definitely have a system 
and for most things and like is an unspoken system as you've said before sometimes it's just like you make a system and then are like are like perplexed that people aren't following your system right. that you never like did you not notice lunch. my system that i did not verbalize <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um you also close bread like a like a you put that damn little tab tag back, back on. on i always put the tag back on and you just that's so slow it <laughs> takes forever i twist and turn it and then sit it on top of itself yeah yeah that's a dad move. because in case of a fire <laughs> if i need a piece of bread and I both of your pinkies it. are asleep <laughs> And, my and arms you're naked. Are, are, are <laughs> you don't want to be messing with a bread tag in these desperate times. See? Yeah. I mean, forget it if I want like peanut butter on it and you've half opened the damn container. <laughs> I'm just going to die. Man dies with half a peanut butter sandwich in his hand. But he's not naked. In his, yeah. Not found naked. <laughs> Wrapped in a taupe colored sheet. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, uh, that's my complaint. Okay, but it's not even a complaint because I don't want you to. to no, um, I, I I think that we can chalk our co living up to quite a success if our greatest complaints are you only open the plastic halfway <laughs> and then what did I say you don't you don't verbalize your excitement yeah. like what a stupid thing like those are both stupid things so I think we're doing pretty well. I do like how you soldier through um, both sour milk and rancid butter. <laughs> and you were convinced that they are not they have not turned and they aren't bad well, so, so this is why you know how sometimes i'm like i'm always i like ask you i'm like is this meat is this meat okay is this thing okay can i eat this can i eat this and you're like why do you like why do you ask me that like you would know you should know like you would know any reasonable human being would like know if their food is spoiled right. but like i think like i am I'm like kind of a bougie bitch, you know, and like, cause I'm like, I'm, you know, I would never like kill my own, not only would I not kill my own meat, I also wouldn't want to grow my own vegetables. Right. Like I would love to pay someone else to do that. Like I haven't, I don't, th there's no appeal there for me, um, which I know is that it makes me sound like a crazy person, <laughs> but I think it makes me, it, that sort of quality about myself takes me a step so so far away from from the bounty of the earth that maybe i just don't understand when things are good and and spoiled versus spoiled like i don't know i just i don't think i know like it's like you know most people know but i have like eyes I, I i drank i drank like the rest of a a, a sour mm -hmm, sour milk milk and then i and then i Excuse me. And we had a thing of butter out because mm -hmm. as we talked about last time. Last time. Well, <laughs> when you leave it in the 100 degree Yeah, sun, it's been 100 it degrees and there's sun, sunlight streaming in through the window. It's like sitting there getting the greenhouse effect being fried. So this butter, I like buttered this toast and I knew, I was like, I feel like it's probably like a little bit off, but it, I think it's still on the fine side of this, the fence. Mm -hmm. And then I was just eating this and it was like the, it was like, it tasted like blue cheese. It was the butter tasted like Ooh. blue cheese. <laughs> it was like, it was, and I ate like the, almost the entire piece of toast, but then I got to like the last couple of bites and I was like, I can't eat this. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but that, that was when my instinct kicked in that it wasn't okay. I was like, oh, well, I've made a mistake. Sick at all, did you? No, I didn't get sick. Yeah. I didn't get sick, but it, but it was like, shouldn't my body have told me like on the first bite, like, hey, this is gross. You should not eat this. But instead my body told me like before the last two bites, I was like, mm, you better stop. Well, okay. <laughs> so it's either that you're under evolved. Yeah. Or I'm over evolved. You're over evolved. Yeah, that's, oh, uh, that, was, that was the argument I was making. Is because that your body's like, you know what? 
I I understand that this is pasteurized butter, and I can't get sick from it. Oh, I'm on next level. It's a theory, a working theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay, so w- I, in a previous iteration of like, name a weird thing about you. Mm-hmm. Your your answer might have been, oh, you uh, burp all the time. Because yeah. I went through yes. a phase where I was just burping all the time. Um, 2020 was rough as yeah. someone who like ha- sat across the table from you. <laughs> yeah, you were stuck in a lot of um, close quarters type of situations. And apparently I had I adopted this like habit of burping all the time. And then I was like, oh, have I always been like this? Has this been a problem for me for life? I don't think so. I, I, but then now not. it's gone. It's gone. As mysteriously as it arrived. So I think I just was dyspeptic. From 2020, 2020 gave me. So you might be though your your <laughs> your body may have evolved to the point where you can eat rancid food and be okay. <laughs> but what it hasn't evolved <laughs> to do is to understand your brain to understand where you hold your anxieties mm. and mm-hmm. to recognize mm-hmm. it as like an anxiety response. Mm-hmm. There are some things you recognize. Yeah. And but I think your anxiety you have a very your your body, I guess all of our bodies tell us that we're anxious and stressed about something in one way or the other. But I think your body really... <laughs> to, super fine-tuned. Shows, yeah, yeah, maybe it is highly evolved. It mm-hmm. shows it very outward signs For of better anxiety or show up very quickly mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. in a state of distress. Yeah, my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you can f- break out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can burp. Mm-hmm. My shoulders are up to my. Mm-hmm. Oh. But but uh, but yeah, but the, the the burping has has disappeared, and you're and you're drinking a. I'm drinking a, seltzer right a now. A seltzer right now. Yeah. I thought it was a seltzer problem. You were over seltzered. <laughs> I mean, I am. I was, and I am over seltzered. I I I am. Wait, I mean, this is like my one sort of um. Vi- like, if I have an environmental vice, it's that I love drinking seltzer out of a can. I mean, we go through probably twenty four cans of seltzer like every week and a half is that right mm, probably two to three weeks two weeks yeah yes we need to we have i both of us have slowed down the past couple of weeks but i think we need to slow down even more on our seltzer intake the the aluminum yeah. does bother me yeah i think we're very good about um our waste like understanding you know our footprint our footprint thank mm-hmm. you and the thing is that like but right this is a, an area in which we are yeah like just like an average and i actually and i actually justify it by normally by being like well i don't have a car and the, the thing that i could you know you, the thing you could do the most impact is by is by not having a car but then we do have a car right now so Okay, so I'm going to say something that I probably shouldn't. It's too soon to say it. Are you going to say that the heat doesn't bother you? That the the summer is not as bad as Yes. I was good. what I was going to say is that everyone warned us that New Orleans uh summer is really something like dangerous and like if you can survive the summer here, you can survive anything kind of thing. And I know it's too soon to say this because it's only July, but 
it has been fine. It has been tolerable. And first of all, yes, we have central air, which is the thing we don't have in New York. We don't, you know, whatever. So we have access to certain resources that make it uh, okay. But even so, um, so uh, I just read today that um, the last couple days were record high temperatures. Um, yesterday, the temperature went to 98 degrees. Right. And... Um, and and they were saying that was tied for the record high of all time for 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 this date. So it is a hot summer. It's also been a wet year. Yeah. Hot and wet. <laughs> 2021. Uh, we've already gotten the full New Orleans has already gotten the full year's worth of average rainfall in the 7 months. Um in 7 months. So if things continue it will be the rainiest By far the year rainiest on record year. Mm-hmm. in the third rainiest city. In the country. In the country. So here we are. What were the first two? Mobile, Alabama. And then I, you might have to fact check me, Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge is somewhere, yeah. but it might be four, mm. two or four. So so all the top three or four cities are all uh, Gulf Coast. Yes, yes, yes. And I believe this is rainfall amounts, mm-hmm, not days that it rains. Right. Although... It rained for a solid month here every day. Every day. Um, not all day, every day, of course. It's, it's, it's it a, you know, one, a thunderstorm at least, at least as you would day. get yeah. coming off the, the beach, off yeah. the you know Gulf of Mexico. So the Pacific Northwest, I believe, probably still has the most rainy days overall. Yeah. But the amount of precipitation. Yeah, I was really less. surprised by that, that, that down here was so much dominated the top of that list yeah, but yeah. now being here i'm not surprised anymore <laughs> so um we took a break from writing the other day mm-hmm. um and because particularly i was just it's just you know when you do things and you have a routine day in and day out sometimes you hit a wall i know we all know what that feels like and so yeah i had a wall and i was like I, you know i just need to and i wasn't it wasn't i wasn't stressed or depressed or right I just recognized that I needed to get out of the house, get out of the neighborhood. Uh, taking a walk wasn't going to do it. I needed to remove myself from the environment. So you and I got in the car and we went to a mall. Oh, yeah. I was like, where are we going with this story? <laughs> yeah, no, I forgot about that. We went to a mall uh-huh. in Metairie, Louisiana, which mm-hmm. is right across the city line from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It is. It was the first sort of white flight suburban neighborhood in the '50s. So you can imagine. Um, it's an inner. It's basically an inner ring suburb. It's an inner ring suburb, exactly. And the the mall is a mall. <laughs> it's a legitimate mall. I mean, it's sprawling, enormous. Has like many Entirely different wings. indoor. We're not talking about a lifestyle mall. Mm, We're not which talking about I a strip mall. Love it. I love love a lifestyle mall. I love it. This was. I love a fake city built in the middle of well, the suburbs. Well, this was not that. This was a traditional mall. Mm-hmm. And we went in. Where did, what was the department <coughs> store? Uh, Dillard's. Dillard's. It was Dillard's. Shout out to Dillard's. <laughs> this podcast sponsored by Dillard's. I didn't even know Dillard's was still a store. Yeah. <laughs> really took me back to like eighth grade homecoming right. dance. We parked in the parking lot. We went into Dillard's. It smells... Like, like a Dillard's. It always mm-hmm. has. It smells like every department mm-hmm. store mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. 1983. 
you know, and those tiles. It's and some mix of like it's some mix of like sort of a like a really old school like men's cologne plus like floor wax plus like vacuum exhaust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like a vacuum exhaust. It smells like vacuum exhaust. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Anyway, beige and like Sarah Bareilles is like quiet. Like, Who sings that? You're not gonna rave me. Yeah, I think that. Song. I think that's. I think yeah. that's the one. Yeah. And it's been years since I went in the mall, and um, a few things that we noticed. Mm-hmm. One, this was a Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday, it was Wednesday. Truly, middle truly of the, day. the middle of the day. Granted, it is summertime, but it was a Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon. That place was packed. Packed. So, so what I, my takeaway is that it feels as though the death of American retail has been highly exaggerated. I mean, I know it hasn't, like in terms of data, but anecdotally speaking if i were to just People make a conclusion i mean that mall it was like more crowded than the mall in like 1998 on yes. a saturday yes like there wasn't a seat in the food court packed the food court was packed the parking lot was packed there were people like we were do- like dodging around people yeah and this was before the heat wave struck. So it wasn't even that people were like trying to figure out an air conditioned place to be. This was just people going about their recreational Tuesday afternoon. Yep. Bizarre. It was bizarre. It was bizarre and it was a lovely afternoon. <laughs> we, we, it was, actually was a lovely afternoon. You know, we we perused the jewelry section for a minute and then we so, so smelled every perfume Dillard's had to offer. Yeah, Li- I mean, literally every perfume. So my sister, by the way, this has this theory about, about me. Like when I come home to Ohio to visit my family um, after having been in New York for a really long time and have not having gotten out of New York, I should say, like the things that she knows that I'll want to do is like go to a lifestyle mall mm-hmm. or like go to Target or like do the most sort of like banal suburban things because like that to me feels really exotic she's like i know i can't like take you to a place to like it's more metropolitan yeah like i can't like from. take you out to dinner to a place that's going to be like better than the italian restaurant down the street from your house in new york but i know i can take you for three dollar martinis at the lifestyle mall and you're going to be delighted and right. it's true so anyways so we we smelled every perfume at dillard's yeah smelled like whores yeah, so we put on some real dank stuff <laughs> that not only followed us around for the rest of the afternoon, gave us headaches, yeah. right? Okay, because there's no fresh air. Mm-mm. This is the this is the thing Canned I remembered. Mm-hmm. Like the feeling we had when we emerged. You know that feeling. You've been in the mall. It's a mall you've hangover. You perused the department stores, and then you've gone into the main sections of the Victoria's <laughs> Secrets and the. You know, oh my god there were so many wings that by the end luggage of it stores. like i wanted for some reason i wanted to do like a full mall walk to like see all the different like things and by the end i was like i can't i can't see any more things so you've spent all afternoon <laughs> there which we did we went to claire's we went to restoration hardware oh my god we and sat, i asked her about how the tallest the, okay, couch she oh my had. god we went we sat on all the couches at restoration hardware we were like yes we would like a catalog and which you know as you know restoration hardware catalogs are like 12,000 pages long and um and yeah you asked her to explain to you about the leg height of the couches which she seemed to take very personally she was like well you're not going to find a couch like that anywhere yeah anyway it's the industry i think i made her a little bit nervous Mm -hmm. asking a technical question Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but uh 
but she was a good sport about it. She and was. we left with two 20 pound catalogs. <laughs> one is the traditional restoration hardware catalog. The other mm-hmm. is the modern, modern one, one, which I'm here to tell you they are the exact, exact same. same. They're the exact they same. They have like a bean shaped couch in the modern one, but basically it's all taupe. One, one, brown leather. one bean shaped yeah. couch. One bean Not a couch. spot of color anywhere. Not one. Also, all Beige, of the designers brown, minus one are white men. Yes. And then the one is a white woman. So <laughs> if you're looking for diversity in your yeah, restoration we were, hardware, we were you like, we're just going to, we're just going to come home from the mall, settle down with our restoration hardware catalogs, pour ourselves a glass of wine and look at all these room, these beige rooms. And, but then, but then that ended up being a less relaxing activity than you imagined because you were like, you were like, why are all these, why? it's just like white man after white man after white man. <laughs> And they're all the, the all the same furniture. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so we spent probably too long in the mall, mm-hmm. um, smelling like whores. Mm-hmm. Then we walk out into the, <laughs> the broad light of day. You know that you know that feeling of being in the mall for two hours, and then you yeah. and you're like, oh, it must be like, nighttime, and then you're like, oh my god, it's like four o'clock, and you realize you haven't had a you haven't had fresh air and mm. the smells and like you because you go from like perfume to like Wetzel's pretzels or whatever. It, uh, Anti-Ans. Auntie Anne's mm-hmm. pretzels mm-hmm. to like Spago, and then, I mean, oh, and Sparrow then, pizza. And then, and then, uh, there's still Bath and Body Works is still a thing. Yep. As well as what's that place where they, where they pipe out the, the, that nasty cologne outside of the, the front of it. The one that, that store, looks like a tiki place. Yeah. It's like a tiki place. And then they have like in New York city, they have the, they have these like shirtless men that stand yeah. outside of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's not Hawaii. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like Abercrombie and Fitch, but it's high, not Abercrombie. No, and yeah. Fitch. It's like something like that. God, what's it called? And there's like a, it's like a, a full name, but then they abbreviate it. Oh, like, ho, ho, is it Hollister? Hollister. Hollister. Yeah. Anyway. That still exists and still smells like what <laughs> and you it still imagine looks it smells like. Yeah, yeah. We also went to one store that said something like soft enough to touch or everything <laughs> is soft. Yeah, yes. And then, and then we were like, I wonder if that just means that everything in there is really soft. And then the saleswoman was like, it does mean that. Yeah, we walk in and, and maybe she had heard us. She's like, touch everything. It's, it's really, really soft. It's really soft. But it wasn't. It wasn't. What the fuck? Why do you have a store that says everything is soft and you come in and she reinforced she that. that? Yeah. And then the first thing I touched was not soft. So we didn't buy anything there. No. Did we buy anything at the mall at all? Mm. I'm not we sure. We left about with experience. Yes. Rich with experience. <laughs> and we got a car wash. Oh, we got a we had a, a beautiful car wash. It actually, was the most. The it was home. the most uh, suburban day, and it was great. It was a, a genius move on your part. Um, I got a sports-related injury. And You're all making of those a face <laughs> like it's masturbation related. No, no, no. no. <laughs> all of those words I use lightly, mm-hmm. except for I. I use that heavily. Heavily, I. Lightly sport. Lightly sport, light lightly injury. injury. Okay, tell me. Well, I walk every day, as you know, long walks. Competitively. Through the steamy heat of New Orleans. And two days ago, I decided that 
I walk too much on the insides of my feet. Now, no one has told no, me this. Honestly, it's like you, there's no problem. There's no problem. It's a leisure activity. There's nothing going wrong in the world and you have to pathologize it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you decided you have to fix a problem that doesn't exist. Yes. Then so on my, on my leisure walk that I take every day, I invented <laughs> a problem. Okay. And then I invented a solution, which then created a problem. Okay. So Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> so I'm walking, listening to my tunes, and I decided that I that I step too much on the inside of my mm-hmm. foot so that the solution to that would be to pronate. Isn't that going on the outside? Or I'm not sure. Yeah. I, but they might both be pronation, but whatever. But point being, I was going to try to step on the... Overcorrect. The, the overcorrect. Mm-hmm. using the outside of my foot. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was walking behind a man on the sidewalk who his feet sort of point outward, you know? So then I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to copy this guy. So I copied this guy for a couple blocks and I injured myself. <laughs> <laughs> you moron. <laughs> what happened? My right hip hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and did the man ever notice that you no, were no, no, no. imitating him? No. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't like walk like five feet from him, like, like, <laughs> waddle behind him or something. Okay, I don't know. So, I'm I'm recovering. I'm going to be okay. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, I well, understand Simone Biles' struggle. I am afraid to go out there and walk again. Yes, I understand that. And I understand. We'll put some we'll put some frozen peas on that hip and get you back in Olympic walking condition. Yeah, meantime, yeah. I gotta get my head right first. Mm-hmm. Anyway, before before I took us on my um, athletic journey. journey mm-hmm. You and I were discussing about your recent re-entry of a, of the sorts into the professional world again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have my first sort of work assignment. Um, one of the first. Since, one of the first. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm just really in shambles about it. You and I confirm that. This is fully a remote experience. Yeah. And it requires a couple of meetings a week. Mm-hmm. And you would think <laughs> that you are <laughs> an emergency room doctor in I know I'm feeling I'm feeling really put upon. Um I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling stressed out. And I I think I mean, as much as I can joke that I'm just like, oh, I'm not cut out for work anymore. I don't know how to have a job. I kind of don't know how to have a job. I mean, it's not that. It's, That's not It's true. really, no, no. It's it's that it's um, it's something new. It's in like a new role for me and a new project that I haven't done before. And first of all, I think it's awkward starting a new project mm-hmm. uh, with people you've never met in person. And I'm sure a lot of people have experienced that during this time. But um. But mainly it's just like st- trying something new and like I, you know, it's just it's been a long time since I've had to deal with that and uncertainty of trying a new thing at work and I'm rusty. Well, I will say for you, because it is remote, because it is a new team, you have no, while you can believe what they say to you over the phone or what they say to you over email, you have no reinforcement. You have, you have no indicators of whether or not you're doing the job that they expected. Meeting their expectations. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And like, I feel like that's something you can gauge much easier in person or. Yeah. I don't know. So it's like, it's just like being rusty. I'm being like, it's like, I feel rusty at a lot of things from pandemic, but it's like returning to work of any kind in like a more, more office-y corporate setting where, you know, um, but then like doing some, doing a new role and trying to like figure out how to do something that I've never done before. Yeah. I get, I, you know, and I hadn't really put my finger on it until you were like, what is your problem with this? Like, why, why is it like, why are you have so many complaints about it? (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I was just harassed. I I need to be supportive, but yeah, but I'm genuinely curious. You seem like, I mean, stressed out is not, is not the right word. You're not walking around like stressed out about anything, but it's more like you are very doubtful of your value. Yeah. And I, and I don't usually feel that way because I, I, I do bring value, you know, like Mm -hmm. I know that I know how to do things Mm -hmm. and I'm good at what I do and I am like very diligent and all that, you know. But it's hard when you when you go into an organization, especially if it's a larger organization, because there's the job as it was described to you, like the the respond the, the responsibilities that were described to you. But then when you go into a large organization, there's always politics involved. So then you're like, oh, I can do this thing, and then you start, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, well, you need to ask this person to and do sign this thing, this and form then it and very then, quickly and then becomes sometimes you can really step in it, and right. y- then you didn't even know. Exactly. But I think also it is. And this is a good this is good practice. Is that it's a, a job that has a creative element. So I'm like pitching, um, you know, potential events, potential programming, curating, and I think anything. And this is probably good practice for being in a writer's room. Honestly, mm-hmm. is that like sometimes when I'm when I when you pitch like a creative idea, like what about this? Have we thought about this? Like it's like I, I I wonder if the person on the other side is thinking like yeah of course I fucking thought about that that's the most obvious thing ever or, you know <laughs> or like or like if, if my ideas are actually like oh yeah no we never thought of that you know so I'm like worried about the novelty of my ideas a little bit oh that, that strikes me as silly yeah it's probably silly it's probably silly I mean just because maybe someone else has thought about it doesn't make it a bad idea that's true. Actually, if anything, newsflash: if <laughs> everything has already been thought of before. There's nothing new under There's the sun. There's nothing new. But, but this is a good. This is a good, interesting uh, project. Even if it requires you to be slightly out of the comfort zone, yeah. and you know, like I, I, I know that like being out of your comfort zone is how you grow and how you, you know. Uh, and yet every time it feels like a new lesson and I'm like, why am I so uncomfortable? This is so uncomfortable. And then it's like, oh, this is how, this is what happens when you learn yeah. a new thing. You're like, self, get it together. <laughs> I should not feel discomfort. Right. I should always feel comfortable. Always. The goal in life is just comfort. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe that it's a testament to, to like relearning things as we. Well, this reminds me of something we've talked about which is like social anxieties mm-hmm. social the feeling of social awkwardness you for example we'll talk about like how how you f- feel socially awkward in in situations mm-hmm. um 
sometimes as if it's like a I mean follow me but as if it's a thing that other that that is is that special everyone to only else, certain that, some people that everyone else is comfortable and and uh yeah yeah and like, that that the, the abnormality is to feel un, uh discomfort in social situations i mean yes yeah i think that to some extent everybody is on the social anxiety spectrum well i i think it's just couched incorrectly if you enter into a situation that is foreign to you and you don't and you aren't on high alert like in the jungle you're dead yeah you're you you the, the woolly mammoth gotcha so <laughs> i would say that that social anxiety when you are re-entering situations that you fully understand mm-hmm. strikes me as more of a socially anxious thing than going into then everyone is I mean, I'm probably wrong in saying this, but if it, like everyone goes into an uncomfortable situation with a certain level of anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at and least a I heightened mean, level look, of awareness. Though, I, I, I do, I totally agree with you. I will say that like I went from seeing a therapist about feeling socially anxious and like doing things and like some of the things that I remember doing at that time are like so weird, like so <laughs> weird. Like one time I really wanted to go to this show at a bar um and i knew that i was gonna see i I knew that i was probably gonna like run into people that i knew there but i wasn't totally sure Mm -hmm. and i was by myself and i wanted to go to it and i was like okay just you just have to like get there and then i like got there and then i was just standing on the sidewalk for a really long time like should i go in should i not go in and then i went inside and then i left and then I walked a block and then I was like, no, no, I really want to go to this. So then I went back and then I went inside again and then I left and then I got on the subway and went home. Wow. Cause like, like I couldn't handle it. So that's like pretty extreme. And I think that's like, you know, that's not, I mean, whatever, what is normal, but, um, that is something that like inhibited my ability to do something that I wouldn't wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I, I actually wanted to do something and I couldn't do it. Cause like for some reason I just felt like so overwhelmed with, like like right. anxiety about it. So that was then. This is now. I feel like I'm on a totally different. I feel so like liberated from that type, that level of of worry. But um, so when I talk about now, I talk about oh, like I'm, I'm I feel so socially awkward, like reentering um, c- civil society in mm-hmm. the you know like sort of pandemic. I mean, I, I don't even want to use post-pandemic because we're still in the pandemic, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the sort of cautious reopening. And, um, but, but what I really mean is what you're talking about. I'm not, ta- I'm not saying I'm actually, I actually have social anxiety. I'm talking about like just kind of the normal discomfort of like being in an unfamiliar situation or at least one that I haven't been in for a while and like right. getting reacquainted right. to something. Um, and I don't mean to minimize people's, Anxiety. No, of course not. I'm only one person who has one, like, I could never know what someone else is going through. And and you get socially anxious too, like anyone does. Like oh, you, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, like, and it's like sometimes we're on our A game and really, like, holding court and doing Isn't that thing. fascinating? Yeah. Like, when I am in a good state, mm-hmm. the good state, it's like... The good place? I, you know... It's great. I can navigate it, and and then there's that you know day when it's like, I, what I'm really bad about is 
I'm a very stubborn person. Mm, don't say. And <laughs> when I am in a social situation that that I decide I no longer want to be in, it's near impossible. And I, the older I get, the more I try to recognize this mm-hmm. and head it off of the past because there is a there is a no return. Like once I go through the gate of like. I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. I need to immediately go home. Yeah. Like I've seen it happen many a time and uh, there is there is a point of no return. But but yeah, I don't know what, what makes one situation different from the other. It's just like the tides, like the tides that day, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like some days I'm the like... The day you've had. I'm just on up, it. I'm ate. like, I can surf the waves and then sometimes I'm just like... Oh. That's yeah. how it feels sometimes. Yeah, I know. That's how I felt yesterday on the phone with the Social Security Administration. <laughs> this is a piece of advice to all, everyone who's listening. When you're born, make sure that your Social Security card spells your name correctly. <laughs> Tips you can use. <laughs> <laughs> when you're born. The day you're born, you demand to spelling. see your Social Security yeah, card. Check the spelling. Because in, 30 f- in 35 years, you will live to regret your lack of spell checking on that day and what is mad about it so i i I was gonna say you know wish you could look up that person who was had a typo on the day of your birth um and tell her what you've what she's cost you you know i grew up in a small enough town you probably could find that person (laughs) yep i could find out what church she goes to and i'm (laughs) sure she still goes to that church if she's alive not to be morbid if not, I'm coming for a grandkid. That's right. That's right. This is or like him. I don't know. The, I ju- the sins of the father. Or they. Yeah. The sins of the of the non-binary grandparent are visited upon. Whoever it was, they had fingers and they did not know how to use them. <laughs> they had sausage fingers <laughs> and they made a mistake. Sloppy sausage fingers. That's my drag name. Okay. We'll put that in the, um, <laughs> in the, uh, the hopper. A, yeah, just an option. Bit, just another one to throw around. In yeah. There. What was it? What was your main one? Um, we never really came up with one. Sloppy Dom Top. Oh God, I hate that so much. <laughs> we can't use that. <laughs> no, no, I veto that. Veto. veto. All right. Okay. We write, curate, and produce as VJ and Stevens, and you can subscribe to Don't Think Twice anywhere you listen to podcasts. Normally, we'd be working on a whole slate of live events in New York City and across North America, but pandemic. We're currently writing and living nomadically, pitching our scripted works for television. You can learn more about us at vjandstevens.com. That's V-I-J-A-Y and Stevens with a P-H. We're at VJ and Stevens on Instagram, and our assistant Susan is still learning how to tweet at Memos from Susan. I see the stars. And I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, 
my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how 